Here we go again. Welcome to the Sloppy Book Club podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Celise. And we have officially made it to episode 11. Um, On this episode, obviously, we have some drinks we want to talk about. We're also going to talk briefly about some book conventions that we're super excited about that's coming this, that we're going to this summer. And then we have some books that we kind of wanted to review and talk about that we really enjoyed this week. So grab your glass, grab your water, and just join us for some fun times. Jenny, do you want to start us off with what you're drinking today? Yeah, so I have a... Stella Rose Original Tropical Mango. Mm-hmm. And I've already smelled it, and it smells delicious. It so sounds going, delis- delicious. Yeah. Tropical Mango. Mm. Oh, that's that's really good. And what is it again? Is it a wine? Like a sparkling wine? It's not sparkling. It's no. just a white wine. Mm-hmm. Stella Rose, and like I said, Tropical Mango, and it's actually really good. It tastes almost like juice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like wine. Almost mm-hmm. like a sangria. Yep. That's funny because what I made is like my own makeshift like frozen sangria. Mm-hmm. So I had some of the Frey red wine, and I had some frozen fruit um, from like a smoothie mix. It was dragon fruit, um, dragon fruit pineapples, mangoes, and I took the bananas out because I felt like that wouldn't really go with a sangria. Gross. So then <laughs> I mixed that up with some of the sparkling grapefruit um, water. And let's see. I haven't tasted it yet. I put that all together. <laughs> it looks great. really nice and it smells <laughs> really good. That's um, your uh, pregnancy brain. Yeah. Like, we want all that stuff mm-hmm. together. It looks really cute. It's really good. Is it? Yes. Yum. This is really, really good. You're going to have to remember all these recipes you're doing so we could have them this summer. Or at least me. I could have, like, an actual alcoholic beverage in them. And then I, like, put, like, more of the frozen fruit so it keeps it nice and cold. So it's, like, mm, like a little treat at the end. It really, really looks good. I'm jealous. No, that's really good. And non-alcoholic. It's Yay. like a mock sangria. That's not bad at all. All right, let's talk book conventions. We are attending two this summer that we are really excited about. Um, let's start off with the first one. It's the uh, Romanticon that we're going to first, correct? Yeah, Romanticon. They're both going to be in July. Mm-hmm. Um, Romanticon will be the first one, and it'll be in Connecticut. Yes. So it'll be um, close to home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically all romance books. Mm-hmm. Romance in like all genres, like fantasy, contemporary. Yes. I don't know too many authors that are going to be there. I, I was just going to say that too. I was hoping you would know some, but I don't yeah. know any of them. So for the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. I'll be dedicating at least one or two books Um towards that just so I can you know get to know the authors get to know some of their books so that's something I'm super super excited about me too I I only read one book or 
one of the authors that are going, I read one of her books, Dear Summer, which I had posted about, I did a review on it and mm-hmm. I really liked it. It was mm-hmm. like a coming of age mm-hmm. romance type book. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same like you, I'm just going to start going through them and seeing which ones interest me so yeah. that I can actually meet them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Cause you know, yeah. we, you know, this summer we really want to like put ourselves out there, meet authors, join the book community so we're super (laughs) excited about these book conventions now the second one will be later in july and it's the polycon um this one we were super excited about because we were trying to get tickets back in september um the romanticon we kind of found out later on this year about it but the first I should mention that the Romanticon, there are still tickets available. So if you're listening and want to go to a con in Connecticut, mm-hmm. they're still available. Come join us. <laughs> we would love to meet some of you guys and like yes. just meet authors and chit chat books. So that's definitely something we would love to do. Um, so yes. a polycon that was like, I haven't really mentioned it, like it being like a shit show trying to get tickets. We did not mention that, but it really was, it was a shit show. Oh my god! Like the worst <laughs> experience I've ever gotten. But I guess that's a thing when it comes to tickets because I just recently tried to get Harry Style tickets for <laughs> my dad because he's like a super huge fan, and I thought that would be that's like a, a great Father's Day <laughs> gift. Um, well, early Father's Day gift because he's actually going to New York. Um later this month and I was like oh this would be great Mm -hmm. that was a shit show I bet like it was it told you like there was 2,000 plus people in front of you you were only allowed two tickets to purchase each of them were $25 so it was super cheap like no matter where you were sitting it was $25 so obviously I don't like people were buying two tickets but when you're 2,000 plus behind and, you know, the line, chances are you're not getting it. And obviously, right. I didn't get it. But <laughs> he is going to New York in August. I did put in for pre-sale notifications for that. So hopefully I can get it because this particular event is 10 days. Like, he'll be in New York for 10 days. Oh, so. wow. There's got to be a chance I can get some tickets. <laughs> so pray right. for me, you guys. I want to go to see a Harry Styles concert with my dad. Anyway, but yeah, the Apollycon tickets, trying to get them was like insane. And then I wound up getting tickets, but um, Jenny couldn't. And then finally we sorted it out where we got some tickets. And then we like exchanged tickets. It was just like a whole, a whole thing. Yeah. And but, we were actually trying to get tickets for our husbands, too, yes. and we couldn't, so yes. now they're tagging along and can't even go to the con with us. Yeah, so um, anyone who isn't going to a polycon and you have tickets and you don't need them or don't want them anymore, DM us because we are yes. still trying to get tickets for our husbands so that they can hold our books and hold our things, <laughs> wait in different lines for us. That's funny. <laughs> they're, they're, we're using them, okay? We need them. <laughs> we need them there. Um, but this is something that we were really excited about. There are a couple authors that we are familiar with that we are excited to meet. Um, some of them we actually reviewed. Some of them mm-hmm. we haven't yet. Um 
Jenny, do you want to tell us any that you're excited about? Any of those authors? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Number one, EJ Mello. She's at the top of my list as well. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely number one for me, but there's so many that I have that I want to meet, like Bridget Kemmer. She did Defy the Night. We okay. have a bookish box book from her. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, there's a few. Who's the other? Oh, Laura Thalassa. I don't know if I'm saying that yep. right. For the Bargainer series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lexi Ryan. She did These Hollow Vows, which I absolutely yes, loved. Yes, I do love that book. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven Kennedy. There's so many yep. that I have that I have I need Raven to Kennedy. Out who I have, to actually buy books from. <laughs> I have Raven Kennedy on mine as well. I also have uh, Cora Riley, who I mentioned during our Smut series. She was the Mafia Romance um, oh. book that I read. Um, she did the Born in Blood. And if I'm not mistaken, she's the one that I quoted at my sister's uh, yeah. wedding. <laughs> So I'm super excited to meet her. Um, like I said, she did like Mafia Romance. Um, I read her um, Born in Blood series. EJ Mello was on there. Scarlet St. Clair was on there. She did the Battle of Blood book that we did during, I think, our Vampire series. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, Laura, who did the Bargainer series. Raven Kennedy, who did the Plated Prisoner series. So there are a couple. Obviously, Jennifer... Um, Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher her name. Is yeah, it you are. Armentrot? Armentrot? I think, I think that's how I would say okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Obviously, Jennifer Armentrot is one that, you know, I would like to see because of her Blood and Ash series. Um, I already know her, her, her line is gonna be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, I'm happy there's other people that I really wanna see. So, just in case I don't get to, you know, meet her or see her or get a book signed, I'm okay with that because there are other people that I want to see. Um, but those those were kind of the ones that I'm excited for. Um, this will be the first time I've ever done like a book convention. And I know for you, Jenny, it's the same way. So yeah. we're super excited. Um, when we post this, please message us or comment. Like if you are going, who are you excited to see? What do you do when you go to book conventions? What do you bring? Like, these are things, like, we just don't know. It's our first time. So we're, like, super nervous about it, but excited. And we were just going back and forth earlier about, like, what are we bringing? I know Jenny's bringing, like, this really nice canvas. I still haven't decided if I want to just do certain books or if I'm going to do the author plates that go, like, inside of books. So... Yeah, I think I, I was going to, like, bring my, like, for EJ Mello, I'm going to bring the books that I own, even though they're a little bit beat up, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have her sign the books, because I'm, obviously, we like her, Yes. Um. but for authors that I haven't read the books yet, but I want to, I think I might end up bringing book plates for mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. just because I don't own their books yet, so, yeah, or some of them. That's smart, so that's something, like, we're definitely, um... Trying to figure out, narrow down what we're going to bring. Because obviously, I don't want to hold a lot of things either. No. I want to be able to, like, roam and talk and, like, not feel, like, weighted down with all these books. Because then I already know myself I'm going to get overwhelmed. So, I'd rather just have, like, a small little, like, bag. Because I think you can have a small bag. Yeah, Uh, a backpack, um, like a tote bag or something. Yeah. 
So having, you know, those play date cards and a few books, I feel like should be more than enough. Yeah. Um, but we're excited about that. So again, yeah. it's the Romanticon in Connecticut. And then it's a Polycon, which is actually going to be in Washington, D.C. So we're actually driving down there, which will be exciting. Um, mm -hmm. Doing a mini road trip trying to get there. So that yes. should be fun. <laughs> us and, and let us know if you're going. We'd love to meet our book friends. Yes, more book friends. We need them. All right, now let's get into some books that we enjoyed this week. I know I have to. I have a... I want to call it like a rom-com kind of like book, you know, in book form. Um, I don't really read a lot of those. There was like no spice, but it was still entertaining. So I really enjoyed it. And then I have um, a suspenseful thriller that I read that was actually really good. Um, I finished it later, you know, late this week. And I can't wait to dive into that. Um, Jenny, what do you have? Uh, so I have um, one book that I received an arc for, nice. and then I had, which is um, a romance mm -hmm. that I actually liked, surprise, surprise. Woo! And then I'm kind of hopping on to one of your authors and talking a tiny bit about a book that I had reviewed previously on yes. our um, Instagram. Yeah. So that one will be super short, but I'm yes. hopping on to one of yours. Okay. So do you want me to start off? Uh, yeah, sure. If you okay. want to. Um, let me start off with this suspenseful thriller because I'm really excited about that one. Um, and you are familiar with the author. Um, oh my God, where are my notes? I wrote her name down. Forgive me. It was A. A. R. Torre. Yeah. A. R. Torre. So she, she actually goes by two because the one that I read, um, on the book, it says Alessandra Torre. Mm -hmm. so, so she goes by both. If I'm not mistaken, this particular book that I got, The Good Lie, came out July 2021. So I don't know if maybe okay. she switched her name. Um, that could be it, yeah. So The Good Lie is a suspenseful thriller. Um, it's about basically six teens have wound up dead. It's a serial killer in California and obviously they're trying to find out who did it. Um, there's a defense attorney, Robert Cavan, whose son is actually one of the victims from the killer. Um, and obviously he wants to find out who killed his son. There's a psychiatrist, Dr. Gwen Moore, and she specializes in um, treating people with like violent tendencies who could become serial killers or just killers in general. So she works with them to try and like have them cope and, you know, form strategies so that they don't, you know, listen to their minds and kill someone kind of thing. Um, and then it, there's those two are the main point of views of the story. And then you have Scott Harden and Nita Harden. Nita Harden is the mom of Scott Harden. And he is the lone survivor of the serial killer. So we start yeah. off with chapter one where he's running back home basically. And he's saying how dirty he is. How scarred and beat up he is. And um, it switches to his mom's point of view where... You know, she hasn't been eating or, you know, taking care of herself like she usually does. Um, 
they're very wealthy scott anita like their family is really wealthy so she hasn't been like taking care she hasn't been like you know that home wife trophy wife you know because her son went missing yeah and he's been missing for about seven weeks so she's distraught and i guess um they have special pins for their gate for their home so anytime like the dad puts in a pin his pin is like a special jingle that happens to okay, let them yeah. know who's coming. So his jingle comes out and she like runs to the window because she knows that's like her son and he's coming down the driveway and she like, you know, is hysterical, runs out, is calling her husband. And that's basically, I believe, chapters one and two is just him coming home um, and then his his mom meeting him. So... Then we go and we meet the our psychiatrist, Dr. Gwen Moore. We learn that um, she deals with people with volatile, violent thoughts who've either acted or haven't acted on. She's like she's obsessed with serial killers because you know that's what she specializes in. Um, and she's had recently just received a voicemail about one of her clients, John Abbott. Um, and how he's like, you need to call me back. And she's kind of nervous about it because he's, he's had these, um, urges to kill his wife because she, he's like, has the, he has these jealous tendencies. He thinks she's always, she's going to be with the landscaper. She's going to be with the neighbor. So he's like, I'm going to kill her kind of thing. And he's a pharmacist. So, you know, um, she's like, he's going to drug her or something or like strangle her and, so he's kind of crazy. So she missed his call and she's trying to call him back and he's not responding. Um, so later on, we find out that he he dies, him and his wife. And it's like a like supposedly the wife dies from a heart attack and he kills himself. That's what, you know, what everyone thinks. And then we meet um, the defense attorney, Robert Cavan who um, his son, like I said, had um, been killed by, they call it the, what is it? The blood heart, blood heart uh, serial killer. Because what okay. he does is he like, um, he cuts a heart on um, the boy's chest. He's He does teen boys. So he kidnaps teen boys Um mutilates their bodies basically there is some you don't you don't there's no gory details as to like okay. exactly what happened so it's not like like major triggers like you're not gonna get yeah. like oh he you know like intense you kind of know what he does you so know it's implied it's implied the yeah there's no full that. details as to like okay Everything, everything. But um, he mutilates their bodies. Um, he chops off a certain part of their body after. So, yes. Um, so, this has happened to his son. And, you know, he wants to know what happened, who did it. Now, with Scott Harden, he's the first survivor. Like, no one's mm -hmm. ever escaped. So, obviously, the news press is, you know, following him. He's doing a press tour saying how he escaped and all these other things. 
and he says he knows who the killer is. And the suspect is Randall Thompson, who's the science teacher at his school. So he says it was his science teacher who did this to him. But okay. what what gets a little iffy is, you know, um, his, his stories isn't really adding up. And in the mom's point of view, she knows her son. So she notices, like, he does certain things when he's lying. So she's like, what is he lying about? Especially when he's talking about how he's escaping. And then when the, you know, police officers, you know, want more details as to like, what did the room look like? What did it smell like? What did it sound like? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. My eyes were covered. And then he was like, well, if your eyes are covered, how did you, you know, release yourself from the handcuffs? Or how did you find the door? And he was like, oh, I felt around and then I ripped it off and then I just ran home kind of thing. So, like, yeah. his his stories weren't adding up. So, Scott is kind of fishy. And then the defense and psychiatrists are kind of fishy. And they kind of are like, the, the, the defense attorney decides, this is where it gets crazy. So, the defense attorney decides that he is going to represent the suspect, Randall Thompson, because he doesn't believe Randall Thompson ah. is the killer. So, okay. so basically, he's saying this isn't the person who killed my son, and I'm going to represent him, which I don't even know how that's even possible. <laughs> yes. God. So then the defense attorney calls on Dr. Green to do basically like a profile, a serial killer profile. You know, here are all the case files of all the six victims. I want you to, you know, look over the cases. And then I want you to interview Randall Thompson to see if he fits the bill. Like, is he the serial killer? Because he doesn't believe he is. But as the psychiatrist and the defense attorney are working with each other, they're like, they don't really trust each other. They're keeping information away from each other. And it's like, what secrets do they have? So it's very secret, secret. The secret. It's just very exciting. Yes. And it's a short, it was 240 pages. So it was a quick, you know, suspense thriller. Like everything's happening really, really fast. And you're just like, who did it? Like, who did it? People, you know, her. Um, her defense, the defense attorney is like, does he fit the bill of one of your other clients? Like, is it Randall? And it's just like, it's, it was really like, I read it. I want to say in like a day because I just couldn't, I just couldn't put it down. I really couldn't. And it was just, I don't want to say who did it. I don't want to go too much into details, (laughs) but I thought it was really really good so you have this psychiatrist who deals with serial killers and you know she's talking about some of her clients and i'm like how did you not call the police on some of your clients because they're kind of crazy the defense attorney he's so like you like he's so kind of weird too like he gives off like like weird vibes and then scott scott not keeping up with his story it was just like who did it that's all you want to know and then when you find out who did it you're like what you don't see it coming you don't yeah so i'm gonna read it because it sounds really really good and it's it's fast like it's it's i think
think you could read it in a day. I think you yeah. could, like, one of your nights, you know, at the hospital, I, I could see you just yeah. reading it. Um, but I'm I really enjoyed it. So that was um, The Good Lie, but like we said by, what is it, A? A.R. Torre. Yeah, that's Tor, Tor, Torre. Torre, I think it is. But you've read one of her books, yes. right? Okay. Um, yeah, so I was actually looking for something sort of similar to Verity. Okay. Like Colleen Hoover, like mm-hmm. very suspenseful thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came across um, A.R. Torre, um, the ghostwriter. But on this book, it says Alessandra Torre. So if you're looking for it, it'll say Alessandra Torre, the ghostwriter. Um, it's a suspenseful contemporary fiction, and it's about a writer, Helena, who's writing her last novel. Um, so right in the beginning of the book, it tells you that she's dying. She only has a few months left to live. So she wants to write almost like a memoir type okay. book. Um, she Basically, she wants to make a confession or tell her life's truth. Mm-hmm. And she's a very like difficult person to deal with. She's mean, she's cold, she has no friends or anything. She's bitter and she lives alone. So her main reason for writing it is to like make her fans and people out there know that she had a good life, but it was okay. difficult. Mm-hmm. And what happened happened because of the certain circumstances that led up to where she is now. Okay. Um, is it like I'm like definitely... childhood, like trauma kind of thing? Or... No, it's adult, like recent okay. trauma. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it has, I'm definitely not going to give a ton more than that because anything that I talk about will spoil the book. Mm-hmm. And it's very like twisty, turny. There's a lot of like unexpected scenes. Okay. Um, that you don't see coming. There's mistaken identity. This book will like definitely stick with you. I still think about it to this day. Cause Ooh, I like books like the, that. Yeah. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I tried to predict things that were going to happen. Cause Me I felt too. like <laughs> it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just read a book and not predict anything. And this one, I completely got it wrong. I had no idea what was going to happen at the end. The end blew me away and the events that like led up, to the end mm-hmm. it was almost like I could feel something coming and you could feel all the emotions coming along with it and it was just so good the emo- the emotional like suspense of it will like keep you going I'm have to read that it's one. a short book mm-hmm. I, I want to say it's less than 300 pages I it might like be less than that it might um, be because like I said this this one wasn't that long and like it kind of grips you like you want to yeah. know what happened but I, I like, really want to read the one you talked about. So. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Yeah. I like I said, it's like who did it? Who did it? You think you know who did it, and yeah. then in the end, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, <laughs> not, nah. Like, it was just yeah, so, so out there. Like, the ghostwriter is pretty much just the same thing, but it's more of like, so what happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you're like, what the fuck? holy shit mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I mean it was really good I really enjoyed it she's really good at that obviously because we were both like what, what's going on so um mm-hmm. yeah I really I really enjoyed it so if you're looking for a suspenseful thriller the good lie it's really good I feel like it's fast-paced where it's not overly um 
confusing or I feel like you could get through it right away and then at the end you're just like left like that's crazy because <laughs> even the ending ending is kind of crazy too because I, I'll just leave it at that because yeah. the just read it yeah, honestly just read we both it. liked both yes. books so <laughs> just pick it up read it you won't be disappointed mm-hmm. and now another book that I read um is actually a series by um her name is uh Lilac's Lilac Mills, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, sorry, I'm kind of congested, and this is why we're kind of still doing Zoom. If you haven't noticed, oh, we forgot to mention that. It, <laughs> sorry, if we sound we sound different again, we're doing Zoom again. Bear with with us. I don't know if it's the change of the weather or what, but it's kicking my family's ass. <laughs> I feel like if I'm not sick, my son is sick or someone is sick. So trying to keep our distance and make sure we don't get anyone else sick. Anyway, um, I recently read, it's it's a romance book. It's a woman's fiction book. It's called The, Tangle, the Tanglewood Tea Shop. And it's actually a series. Um, this is book one. And um, the main character is Stevie who is a pastry chef. Um, She was a pastry chef at a Michelin star restaurant. This takes place in Europe. It's like the London area um, where where she lived and, you know, worked at until she got fired because she broke her leg. Apparently, like, a bus hit her or something. And her leg broke, so she had to... What the fuck? Yeah, it, it doesn't go into major details. Like, you don't okay. hear her her life in the restaurant. Um, it's really vague. It's just like, oh, I worked here. I got hit by a bus, and he fired me kind of thing. And then, <laughs> yeah, like, fucked up. Like, it's not her fault she broke her leg when right? she got hit by a bus. But he was just like, I can't. Like, you're fired. I need someone else. Um, but it starts off with Stevie at her grandma, no, her great aunt's funeral. She was really close to her. Um, she, you know, as she got older, you know, she was deteriorating, not remembering things. So she wound up being in a home and Stevie will go visit her every weekend, um, because of where her great aunt was located. It was kind of far from where she lived. Um, and her, her mom and her sister, I don't like them. They were really mean. Um, Stevie, I don't know how she didn't fight all of them because they were just mean. (laughs) They were really, really mean. So, um, we find out that Stevie is left like this little inheritance from her great aunt and she can't believe it because her, her great aunt didn't look like she had a lot. Like she, you know, in her previous home, she had like a lot of cats. She never married never had children so she didn't look like she came from having any form of money and then mm-hmm. she finds out she is left it was like 240 something thousand um okay. pounds i don't know what the equivalent of that is in like american dollars but she was left you know a a, a nice sum of money yeah and she's asking the lawyer who's going over the will, like, oh, you know, what did my mom and my sister get? And he was like, 
well, it's different than yours. And she was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, it can't be. So now she's nervous because she was, she's like, did I, you know, hopefully, you know, we all got the same amount. And she's finding out that she didn't. And he's like, oh, yeah, they only got like a thousand. So she basically left them like nothing, which makes sense because they're mean. Like, they didn't need it. Like, her mom is like a stay-at-home mom and her... It sounds like her sister is too. And like I said, they're just mean, catty people. So now like Cinderella. She, basically. And her so she's like, wait, they're only getting a thousand? She was like, they're gonna she's basically scared. Like, oh my god, they're gonna kill me. They're gonna be like, Oh, why did I get all this money? You know, I don't deserve it. And sure enough, they're upset she got most of the money. But, and but her aunt leaves her a letter and she's like if I if you try to give any of the money to your mom or your sister um I'm leaving all my money to the cat like the cat shelter yeah. or something yep so she was oh like God. you cannot give this money to your mother or sister this is yours I love you you know thank you for being there for me and she was like take this money she was like, don't over, don't overspend it, you know, don't spend it on things like stupid shit. Make sure you spend it on something that you, you couldn't have before. And, you know, mm -hmm. follow your heart, which was like how she ended it, like follow your heart. So she's with her best friend and she's telling her, you know, I have this money. I don't know what to do with it. I have to move back home because I lost my job and I couldn't afford the apartment I was living in. And she hates living with her mom because, like I said, her mom is mad. And her mom is always like, I don't know how your aunt left that money to you. Like, anytime, like, she has conversations with her mom, somehow the money is brought up. So, um, she was, so they're, they're going back and forth, her and her best friend. And her best friend is like, you should, you should try and open up your own shop, you know? And she was like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. So then she starts looking at, you know, um, properties in her area, mm -hmm. but she just can't afford it. And then one day she finds out about this town called Tanglewood. And there's this beautiful shop underpriced. And she's just like, this, this could be it. So she goes there to, like, check it out. It's a beautiful location, very touristy. She's like, you know, the view is beautiful, but it's really far from where she she lived. And she there's an uh, upstairs apartment. It's kind of like too good to be true. And yeah, how perfect. It was super perfect. So when she gets there and she's talking to the realtor, he was like, she was like, I'll buy it like right now. And he was like, well, you can't because it's up for auction. So you have to put in a bid. So then she goes that Monday. She's never been to an auction. That part was really funny because, like, she kept squirming and stuff. And her friend is like, stop moving because in an auction, whatever movements you make kind of says that you want that. <laughs> so, there, so there was a part where she had, like, did something. And it, it looks like the auctioneer is pointing to her. And he was like, oh, she, you know, she bidded a hundred and something thousand dollars on that. She's like, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, she bid it again. And she's like, no, it's not me. So that part was kind of funny. 
And then um, the auctioneer is like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the woman behind you kind of thing. And she's like embarrassed. <laughs> so then finally the the property she wants goes up and she, she winds up getting it. So now she's opening up this restaurant. But it's like a, ba- it's a tea shop. So she sells teas and cakes and things. And she's meeting the local people. And she um, runs into this guy named Nick. And he is, um, he trains horses and people who want to like compete and things like that. Um, And like they have this like chemistry, but then they, you know, it's like not friends to lovers because they're really not friends. But it's like this chemistry that keeps drawing them. Like there's not a lot of scenes of them together a lot. But when they are, you could tell there's something there. So it's like kind of like their love story. And it was just so mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick's um, point of view comes in and out of the book too. His sister, um, it's him and his sister. And they live on this, um, the property g- grounds of these really rich people. And he takes care of the horses. And his sister was helping him. But then there was an accident where she wound up breaking her back because the horse got spooked and fell on her. And so now she's in a wheelchair. So he hasn't been really able to live his full life. You know, he's taking care of his sister. She's depressed about being in a wheelchair. Uh, um, Here comes Stevie, this crazy kind of wild person into his life. And everyone's like, you you guys like each other. Like, what is what is up with you guys? So it's like their little love story. It was super cute. Like it's like a rom-com, like a cute little yeah. movie, but in a book. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm actually going to read the second, the second book, the flower shop one. Um, Stevie becomes friends with Lauren, who's the shop owner of that. So, and Lauren is crazy. She's like that party friend like okay. i'm gonna help help you get wasted kind of thing there's a scene mm-hmm. where her and lauren go into the to the um bar and they end up drunk on the street and it's raining and nick has to you know help them get home and like it's it's funny it's a cute book i really enjoyed it um awesome. again it's the tea shop the tanglewood tea shop by lilac mills and I, I I was smitten. It was so cute. Oh, good. And it was like, it sounds like a feel good. Type yeah. Of it it was like it it was really good. Like the side <laughs> characters are really cute. Like there's a a old lady, you know that you know lady. <laughs> that Stevie kind of takes into her house because there was like a flood and she learns about her history and her story and her story is like a little heartbreaking. And she was mm-hmm. like, don't be me, you know, follow your heart because she lost the love of her life. And she was like, You're, you and Nick are just playing games, you know, and it's just so cute. It's really, really cute. I loved it. Awesome. Good. Another win. Another win. Awesome. All right. So that brings us to my book. Mm-hmm. Um, this is called The Mix Up by Eve Marion. And it's a contemporary romance. And, you know, I'm not a huge romance reader. um, But I dove into this book because I saw that she needed ARC readers. Okay. So I volunteered and I received an e-book for it. I loved it so much I just bought the physical copy. Mm -hmm. Look at, isn't he cute? 
He is cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like I said, it's a contemporary romance. Um, check your tr- trigger warnings. There's some domestic violence, okay. trauma, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so this book has multiple point of views. Um, those views are from Franny or Francis, the main character, and Colton. And so it's about a cold, rude, short-tempered CEO of Crawford Incorporated, and his name is Colton. And he just can't keep a personal assistant working for him because he's so mean. Nobody wants to be around him. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to work for him. They try to steer clear every chance they can get. So, and then we have Frances, who's this college-educated woman who works in the mailroom. Mm-hmm. We learn why she sticks to the mailroom rather than using her degree for other things. Um, so she's painted as this kind, sweet, but super, like, insecure, doesn't mind being, like, in the background kind of woman. Mm-hmm. And her main goal in life is helping to take care of her family and putting her brother through college. So basically, she's working in the mailroom because she just needs money to help them out. So she, of course, stumbles into Colton's office. They work in the same place. She's, like I said, in the mailroom, and he's the CEO, so he's up on the high floors. And he thinks that she's this woman named Ava Grady and wants to hire her on the spot. Because he needs a personal assistant. He's pretty desperate. So he offers her $100,000 a year to work for her for him. I'll and do it. Obviously she, huh? <laughs> I said, I'll do it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and he's basically just hiring her on the spot. And we learned that, like, this Ava Grady chick, because Frances actually looks at her resume, and it's all the same qualifications that she has, that mm-hmm. she could be working for him mm-hmm. if she would just apply, but... She, you know, needs the money. She's scared to kind of move on and move mm-hmm. on in life. So he hires her and she starts to work for him as Ava Grady. So she's perfect for the job. She does an amazing job with him. He's impressed. His clients are impressed. Um, the inner dialogue between the two. So, like, you know, when they have, like, their thoughts on the side and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so witty. It's sexy. It's fun. Um It's almost like they just have an instant attraction, but neither of them wants to say anything. Mm -hmm. There's, like, this, like, cute little photo booth scene where they're at an office party, and she just wants to, like, loosen him up, and she sticks her tongue out and turns, and then he turns at the same time, and they end up kissing, and then everything just kind of falls into place after Mm -hmm. that. Um, They... It ends up being fast-paced after that. They take a trip to Miami. They have sex like Mm -hmm. and it's super duper steamy um we learn that francis had a past trauma okay that kind of prevents her from really opening up to people and we also learn that colton he's kind of dealing with something too which is why he's super like grumpy all the time Mm -hmm. and it's about his family heirloom but i won't go too deep into that because i don't want to spoil it too much Um, And they basically grow together. She teaches him how to be more open and nice to people and which helps him in his real life and his job because nobody likes to be around him. Right. (laughs) And of course, here comes the drama. Mm -hmm. She wants to come clean. Something happens and this Ava Grady shows up. And I won't say why she shows up, but she shows up. 
they end up breaking up, like just splitting up. Um, he doesn't even give her a chance to explain. She, they just kind of go their separate ways. And a bunch happens between the two of them where they kind of run into each other every now and then. And I'm not going to say too, too much. Mm -hmm. um, but this whole book, like, there were so many, like, actual real, like, emotional scenes. It wasn't like a rom-com or anything, mm -hmm. even though it, there were some funny parts and stuff here and there. There were so many emotional scenes that I was like happy and then broken and then sad and then mm -hmm. happy again and I was like what is happening I don't like romance <laughs> I was like what is this um there's like this one bathtub scene that like I reread this bathtub scene twice because okay. I was like it like grabbed me mm -hmm. like I wanted to cry but I was happy and like Aww. it was really cute yes um so needless to say I love the book mm -hmm. it was great um so yeah you yeah. should read it. I, it's fast. Okay. Another like two hundred page book. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. have to and add that to my Kindle. list. <laughs> yeah, it's free on Kindle, so anybody can read it. Oh, and um, if you have Kindle Unlimited, Kindle Unlimited, The Good Lie yeah. is free right now, and um, the Tanglewood Shop, uh, the Tanglewood Shop Tea Shop is tea shop, yeah. yep. It's um, it's free right now too. So. If you have Kendall Unlimited, those are two that, that are free right now. So check Kendall them out. Kendall Unlimited coming in clutch mm -hmm. with all these books. I know. Maybe this should be the Kendall Unlimited series uh, episode. I know, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we both had them. No, but um, that sounds really, really cute. I, there's it just, is cute. Uh, I liked it. I, I don't know where to go because now I'm like into like the suspenseful thrillers right now like mm -hmm. after reading the good lie i'm like i want to read more so i might go into what was it the, the ghost writer the ghost writer and read that yeah. one just because like she's a good writer like it yeah she she, is. she did a great job so i might have to like dive into that but then with you know our book conventions coming up i want to you know know more authors so I want to make sure I dive into some of those people and, you know, um, yeah. make sure I'm so like I'm familiar and I'm just not showing up, not knowing any of the authors. <laughs> That's what I'm going to pretty much spend the next couple months doing, just mm -hmm. trying to read mm -hmm. some of those books so I can bring some stuff with me and meet these authors. Yeah. Where oh, I want to show you this book, The Nightingale. Mm -hmm. That's it's really a, pretty. It's an anthology and it was, it's for, um. Uh, a bunch of authors got together and did it to donate all the proceeds to Ukraine. Oh, wow. Katie Roberts did mm -hmm. a, a short in here. But I looked it up, and, like, 15 of the authors that are in here are going to be at a Polycon. So this is a good way to get some signatures yes. into and one book. So it's The Nightingale, and it's a charity anthology in support of Ukraine. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so... That'll help have... narrow down the amount of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that could... But it's also only a limited time. So if you are going to get it, you should get it now. Yes. I will definitely be looking into that right away because I want to make sure I have one. But I think that is it for this episode. Yes. We are keeping it short and sweet. Um, please check us out on our Instagram at the Sloppy Book Club. Um, please comment again if you're going to any book conventions. What are you excited for? What do you bring? Um, mm -hmm. 
some suspenseful thriller recommendations. That is my go-to right now. I'm really into it. Um, we also want you to just chat with us. We want to yes. build that community. So um, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you liked our book recommendations this week. And we can't wait to chat again next week. Bye. Bye.